Welcome to Mimesis, the podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Sheriff Ackerley. And we are your hosts on this zany adventure. Uh, for those of you that are lis- that listened last week, you will know we had a whole bunch of technical difficulties. I want everybody to know my second monitor that was not working last time. As soon as I turned my computer on today, that dirty little bitch fired right back up. <laughs> fired right back up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Technology hates me. Yes. My kids are burning popcorn right now. Wow. <laughs> it smells really bad. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I had a popcorn bag that they forgot to put kernels in it. So it was just butter. So I put the popcorn button and it just burnt. Oh no. (laughs) Where's the popcorn? There were no kernels in there? No kernels at all. That is so funny. So I just burnt butter in a paper bag. (laughs) Oof. That would not smell good. (laughs) Oh, it did not. That makes me think of that line from um, that Loki says, you had one job. Just the one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So we are going to be talking a little bit more about Jodi Arias today. Yes. I'm excited to get into this child. (laughs) No. Excited (laughs) to go about getting into this trial. Yeah. Because she's the fucking worst. She's the worst. Absolutely. Um, Now, because we cut this in half, this one might, again, be kind of a shorter episode. But um, again, we're sorry for that. We had technical difficulties and yeah, it is. Internet didn't like to work. (laughs) No, that's one of the things the the hazards of having to record across the country from each other is we're at the mercy of the internet. Yeah. But hey, I love that we're able to do this. I know. Me too. I do too. Because... Like, without Riverside, like, we would not be able to, like, see each other, because I can see you. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And record at the same time. Yeah. So it's nice that this is an option that we are able to do this. Yes. And it gives us a chance to hang out and talk and chit chat. It does. It doesn't feel like, since we started doing this, it feels like we actually get to see each other more. Mm -hmm. Not just, like, over video, but... I don't know. It just feels when we're not together, we're still together. Yeah. We feel connected more. Definitely. Yeah. I don't feel like I go months without seeing you because I see you every week now. So I, right. even if it's over a screen, I, I see you. I talk to you. Did you hear yeah. that? That was my stomach. That was really loud. <laughs> We did not hear it today. <laughs> it made like a blah, blah. <laughs> That was so loud. <laughs> Every now and then, my stomach's like, I'm going to do my impression of a whale. Yeah. Rude. (laughs) Rude. Rude. Okay. Okay. So, let's get down to Jody's trial. Now, where we left off, Kurt Nermy, who we've already said has the (laughs) best name ever on the planet. Yes. Like, I would never just go by Kurt. I'd always be like, Kurt Nermy. Kurt <laughs> That's Nermy. my name. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am the Muppet. <laughs> exactly. And, I'm a Muppet lawyer. <laughs> uh, what is it? Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street? Bert and Ernie. Yep. Yeah, he's a Muppet of some variety. Uh, well, he he is going to be Jody's attorney. Uh, and the, the second he meets her... She's super casual about everything. Like you would never 
suspect that she's on trial for manslaughter. She's being like really flirty with him, really casual. (sighs) Because again, my impression of her is that she always thought she was going to get off of these trials, these charges. She always thought she was going to get out of it because she's, she's pretty and she's cute and. She could never do that, any wrong, that, so she must have a little bit of a narcissistic personality to think that. Oh, absolutely! It's not gonna affect Stick. her. Yeah, yeah. Well, so shortly after meeting him, uh, Kurt Ermy says that she was blowing up his phone daily, making demands on him constantly, um, just everything. In one point, she. Messed or she called him and was like, if anything happens to me, promise me you'll take care of my cat. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. We can put it up for adoption. Exactly. That's your grandparents, your parents, they can deal with your cat. I'm your attorney. I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah. Well, he is honest with her and he tells her flat out that her story. Now, if you remember episode one, the story she was sticking with that she was having press conferences and saying over and over again, was that two masked people burst into the bathroom. They shot Travis. They let her go and told her not to say anything or they'd kill her whole family. Yeah. Okay. Well, he told her that doesn't make any sense. There's no way that 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 happened. You need to tell me the truth so I can actually defend you. So then, even though she's been having press conferences about all this, her story completely changes. Of course it does. Yeah. And now her story is that Travis was abusive to her and he sexually and physically assaulted her. Oh, and by the way, he was also a pedophile. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So she's claiming now... She doesn't say outright that she killed him, but she said she was defending herself against him. Now, I I have to see here if I say later about the pedophile thing, where that came from. I'm sure I will. So now he's got a little bit more of a case. And we are now five years after Travis's death and the trial is finally beginning. Five years? Five years. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. That's a long fucking time. And they're just now going to trial. So the deputy attorney, Martinez, wants the jury to know how brutal this murder is. So he, you know, shows them autopsy reports and whatnot about the 27 stab wounds that Travis had. His throat was cut so violently um, he was almost completely de- decapitated. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Nearly headless. And he was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was shot in the head. So 27 stab wounds, throat cut, shot in the head, and bitches claiming self defense. Yeah. <laughs> and do we know which one was done first? Yes. And we're, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that very soon. We know which one is first. What Martinez says is one of her motives for murder was in May, on May 28th, 2008, 
Jody sent Travis an email about his trip to Cancun. So he knew this trip, or she knew this trip was coming up, and she was hoping that she'd be going with him, but he let her know that she wasn't, you know, she wasn't going. He was taking me or whatever. Yeah. So she knew he was going and she wasn't going with him. So I don't know if he, she knew Mimi was, but she knew another girl was. And okay. I think that was one of the things that kind of Push her set her edge. off. If I can't have him, nobody can. Exactly. Exactly. So what did Jody's lawyer say? What did Kurt Nermy say? <laughs> that Travis was an abusive pervert. Uh, her legal team put him completely on trial. They put the victim on trial, saying he pushed her to have a sexual relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I think they both her. were consensual in that. Oh, absolutely. She was driving from California to Arizona all the time. She was crawling in his doggy door. I mean, yeah. That was not a girl being pushed into anything. They were both very into it. Yeah. What her legal team said happened. They said that on June 4th, when Jody was there, you know, she had shown up at 3 a.m. Like she said, they went to bed, they woke up, they had sex, just like she said. But then she said he was taking a shower and she went in there and was taking pictures of him in the shower. And in the process of it, she dropped the camera. Why would she take? Uh, I don't even want to know. Never mind. <laughs> that was like a thing they had been doing. Like the, the of the pictures of that night, they were taking seductive pictures of each other. Um, okay. So apparently she was just continuing the game they'd been playing all night. Okay. But she said she dropped the camera. And because it was Travis's camera, he screamed at her. And went after her about this and that she had no choice but to run and to defend herself. Naked man wet from a shower and (laughs) anyways. Kick him in the balls. Yeah. But that she was saying that she defended herself. um, That she ran into the the walk-in closet she knew where he kept his gun she got it off the shelf she shot him she she just can't remember what happened after that she blacked out after that she couldn't remember anything that happened after that so she claimed okay um first of all (laughs) we're gonna learn more about the gun but the gun was not his so that kind of ruins that too oh shit (laughs) yeah well Mimi Hall, who you remember was supposed to go to Cancun with Travis, she took the stand and they asked her about, um, you know, these claims that he was, he was so sexually aggressive. And Mimi says that he never tried anything with her. He was a perfect gentleman all the time. Nothing. The two never shared anything more than a hug. It was completely, completely, you know, above par. Yeah. Now, Travis did tell her about a stalker who slashed his tires, left him threatening messages, accessed his bank account, etc. 
Got into his doggy door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he never mentioned Jody by name, but okay. he did tell her about his stalker. So after Mimi, the medical examiner takes the stand and is talking about the defensive wounds and the fact that the majority of Travis's stab wounds were to his back. Okay. So if you're trying to run away from somebody and they just keep attacking you, which is what she said. What she said was she shot him. He kept coming. So she had to defend herself. That's what she said. Yeah, but no. But the wounds were to his back. So that that you were chasing him. Yes. Um, So he had defensive wounds on his hands. Um, As I said, Jody said she shot him. He didn't die. So she stabbed him. That's what she said. The Emmy from the way the shot went into his head said if he had been shot first, he would have been dead. It would have killed him. Okay. He would not have been able to keep coming at her. By the evaluation of the wounds, he was stabbed first. And even though he was dead, she shot him for good measure. So she stabbed him. <laughs> she horrified <laughs> She did. They always come back, <laughs> shot him in the head. She stabbed him 26 other times nearly decapitated him, and then was like, I just don't think that's enough. So I'm going to go ahead and shoot him, too. And yet, the roommates must not have been there, because a gunshot is They weren't loud. there at that time. Yeah, okay. they weren't there at that time. Um, So, again, she claimed the gun was Travis's. Yeah. But <laughs> on May 28th, one week before Travis's death, Jody's grandfather, who she was living with, reported that somebody had broken into his house and stolen his gun that happened to shoot twenty-five caliber bullets. The gun has never <laughs> been recovered. Yeah, the gun has never been recovered. Here's the thing. She was smart enough to take the gun and dispose of it properly, but she put the fucking camera with the pictures on it in the washing machine. (sighs) Well, she thought it was going to get ruined. Like, full stop, just thought it was going to get ruined, that they couldn't get anything off that memory card. Oh, just, I just don't, and again, it's not for us to understand. She's psychotic, but like... If you know to take the gun, take the camera, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this girl. But, I mean, they still had blood evidence. Oh, yeah. They had her hair. They had her blood. They had her fingerprints, her palm print. She might as as well have wrote her name on the mirror before she left. I mean. Right. She wasn't going to get away with this. She didn't Dexter this up. She didn't do good. (laughs) No. No, 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 no. Okay, so... Kirk Nermy is continuing his questioning, and she calls Jody's ex-boyfriend, who is an older man. Uh, He never, he didn't want his name released to the public. Um, Okay. I think he might have been married, (laughs) but (laughs) not sure. (laughs) Of Um, course. That would not shock me about her. Oh, no. She absolutely seems like the type. 
but this is who she broke up with days after meeting Travis. This is the that guy. Oh, okay. Um, this guy, this he probably wasn't married because he did have a son, and Jody and his son got along really well. Uh, things between them seemed to be going well, but by talking to him, the prosecution uncovered something that proved Jody premeditated the whole thing. In addition to stealing her her grandfather's gun, we have some premeditation here. Okay. Because when she stopped by her ex-boyfriend's house on June 3rd, the day before Travis died, he gave her two gas cans full of gas. For what which meant purpose? So that she could go to Arizona and then up to Utah and wouldn't have any, like, video of her at gas stations getting gas that would prove she went to Mesa for anything. Yeah. So keep in mind, she was a blonde. She dyed her hair dark. Yeah. So she wouldn't be recognized. And then she filled up those gas cans so that there would be no no ATM uh, right. receipts, no footage of any that she wouldn't need to stop at any gas stations there. Yeah. So there'd be no record of her being in Arizona. Oh, yeah. She definitely premeditated that shit. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, she's just the worst. So then they call up Katie, Travis's ex. And they do show Katie quite a bit in the movie. And we see how much Katie is harassed by Jody. And they tried to get Katie to uh, kind of second these claims that Travis was very sexually forward. And Kurt Nurmi, you know, when he was up there, he got her to admit that she had asked Travis to stop talking about sex so much and to say uh, that she had told him that she felt like he was only interested in her for her body. And she also admitted that they broke up because he was cheating on her with Jody. So all of that came out that didn't look great for Travis. Right. But then um, the prosecutor gets up there and <laughs> this was just, oh, this was amazing the way that he pulled this off. Now, remember, she's Mormon. Yes. So she's a very pure young woman. Yeah. And the prosecutor was was talking to her and he was like, so you and Travis were kissing. And I'm sorry, this is a little graphic, but this is how he he was explaining it. You and Travis were kissing and he got an erection while you were kissing. And she's like, yes, that's what happens. happened. And he said, he didn't make you massage it in any way, did he? And she was like, no. He's like, in fact, he didn't massage it in any way, did he? She's like, no. And he said, so basically, in your inexperienced mindset at that point he got an erection from kissing you and you believed that he should be able to control that that he should just (laughs) stop that (laughs) yeah and um she said yes at that point i did believe that and the prosecutor said looking at the situation now do you think you were too hard on him and she said, yes, I do. 
So yeah. they completely flipped that witness yeah. for them. Then we get to the claims of the physical and sexual abuse. Nothing was ever reported. Yeah. She never told any friends of anything, family. There was no people that saw bruises or heard him yelling at her or cop, like yeah, disturbances of any time. Nothing. There was because nobody. you will tell a friend. You'll tell somebody. You will tell somebody. And you might not say anything, but they will know if you're acting a little different. Like if you're being... Physically or mentally abused, somebody will have an inkling of an idea that that's happening. Exactly. Exactly. Even if it's like, hey, how'd you get that bruise? Oh, I ran into a doorknob. You know, somebody's going to have a suspicion. Maybe you wouldn't tell somebody, but somebody's going to have a clue. You're right. And that, that wasn't the claim. Um, and then to everybody's surprise. Jody herself took the stand. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. She reiterates her claims that he attacked her and she was defending herself. She goes on to say, you remember Travis was there when she was baptized into the Mormon religion. Yeah. She accused him of anally raping her the night of her baptism. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they started using Travis's own words. Because remember, these two exchanged like 82,000 uh, emails between the two of them. Yeah. So they started using his own words against him. Now, I'm going to tell you some of the shit that he said to her was it was gross. It was gross. I will yeah. completely agree agree to that. But, you know, she'd say something like, she'd be like, oh my God, that's so debasing. I like it. Like, shit like that. So she was encouraging him to say these things and to, you yeah. know, she was responding positively to it. Whereas if he said I mean, one of these at things to... time, wasn't like... Fifty Shades of Grey or something, like, big. Probably. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Now, I'm going to tell you a couple of things that he said, all right? And then I'm going to tell you how, and you you and I will talk about it, how you would react if somebody said this to you. And I think, (laughs) we'll, we'll just discuss that. Okay, so the first one, he says, um... You were feeling like you were raped, but you loved every minute of it. You were feeling? Feeling like you were raped, but loved every minute of it. No, sir. I don't. No. No. Mm -mm. Like, just the wording doesn't make sense. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. No. And if somebody said that to you, like, I wouldn't play that off in a flirty way. I'd be like, no. We're not going to yeah. do that. We're no, you're going to talk to me with more respect. We're not going to do that shit. Mm-mm. And then the next one, because now remember, these two do have anal sex. So he started calling 
excuse me, he started calling her his three hole wonder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of guy talk. But that's fucking gross. <laughs> no, sir. No, yeah, sir. Exactly. <laughs> no. You're not going to go around calling me that. No. Mm-mm. And he said this about her to, like, his guys, guy friends. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like guy talk. That's that's fuckboy bullshit right there. No. Yes. That's mm. that's all he thought of her as. Exactly. Exactly. That's what this all comes down to is she wanted to be his forever person. And yeah. he she was nothing but a piece of ass to him. Means. Yeah. Yeah. That's all she was. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, and no. you know, there's so many people that end up in relationships like this, and yeah. it's it's horrible on both sides. It's you know, mm-hmm. he was toying with her emotions; she was too emotionally invested in this. But still, y'all, like, get out of the toxic loop. Don't let it tailspin you into ruining your whole fucking life over it, like she did. Right? Don't kill for a fuckboy. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't kill for a fuckboy. <laughs> Okay, so Jody's on the stand and she's acting all embarrassed about all of this. That, oh my God, he called me that. Oh my God, he said that this is so embarrassing. Same girl who called, climbed through his doggy door so that she could get the D, but whatever. Um, She admitted on the stand that their relationship was toxic. She did say that. And here's where we get to the, the pedophile thing. She claimed... She walked in on him masturbating to a photograph of a young boy. This is, two, well, let's see, he died in 2008. So this would be 2013. He has a photograph that he's masturbating to? Right. No. But she no. said that. Because she knew if they checked his computer and his phone, they wouldn't find anything like that. So she had to say photograph so there wouldn't be an actual link to it. Photo. Right. Because at this point, the house has probably been emptied, cleaned, all of his stuff is gone. Yeah. So she said yeah. photograph because she knew, well, if they check the computer, it won't be there. So I have to, yeah. I, it was a photograph. Yeah. Because she knew it would, if with the computer, it'd be too easy to disprove. So this was her way of. Right. And how fucking low do you have to be that not only did you kill this guy, you're going to go in front of his family and friends and say he was a pedophile too? Right. Like, let him rest in peace, you dumb bitch. Right. And she was literally just doing it to make herself look better. Yep. There was mm-hmm. no, like, nothing was truth. Yeah. I know somebody that used to do that. They, I'm sure they still do. We just don't know it anymore. That would purposely lie to make themselves look good. We still to this day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So Jody claimed that um the night that no 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 this wasn't the night this was like 
six months prior to his death that Travis had kicked her in the ribs and she went to block it and he kicked her again and he damaged her finger at the time so that her finger like wouldn't straight that it was like constantly like bent right and she was like showing it to the 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 jury she's like it's this is what it does now and the prosecutor pulled up a picture of her with her sister where she's got her sister or her hand around her sister's shoulder and he's like this picture was taken after that alleged attack right and she's like yeah that was after the attack and he's like your finger straight in that picture and you looked at it and it was completely straight and she's like no it's not it's bent you can see it and he's like no it's straight no it's bent like yeah. this girl would argue the color of the sky just just to have something to argue about yeah well the truth of the matter because she is doesn't that want to admit that she did anything wrong that yes. she did it yeah she she everything she's ever done is true and perfect and yeah well the truth of the matter is her in her just keep going <laughs> okay um I, i'm just gonna actually... get stuck on the narcissistic like <laughs> bullshit she's, she's that's exactly what she is yes <laughs> um her finger was injured the night she killed travis and that's that's how she fucked it up it was you know because i'm sure yeah. when you're stabbing somebody 27 times you're probably gonna do a little damage to yourself, yourself in the process there too yeah yeah so then you know travis and jody they they took pictures of uh of themselves well they didn't stop there these two uh they made some sex tapes videos okay they made a lot of sex tapes and uh people really thought that it would help you see how their relationship was and that she was a willing participant by showing the sex tapes in court oh yeah now they didn't (laughs) only the jury could see them they 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 turned the tvs towards the jury but everyone in the courtroom could hear it yeah yeah so yeah can you imagine no nope Okay, so, yeah, the the sex tapes are all played. Jody again tells her story about dropping the camera. She said he body slammed her. She ran into the closet, grabbed what she claimed was his gun, and shot him. Then she, bunny ears, bunny ears, blacked out and didn't know what happened next. Didn't remember stabbing him or dragging his body back to the shower. Yet, she slipped up by saying she did remember the sound of the knife hitting the ground after all was said and done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So then our boy Juan Martinez starts his cross-examination. And he came out with both guns blazing. He used her own words against her by, um, she, she had a journal that she kept. Okay. And in her journal, she wrote about how much she loved Travis. 
She didn't write anything negative about him. There was no comments about any abuse, only that she loved him. Yeah. To which her response was that she believed in manifesting things and she didn't want to put negative energy into the world because then negativity would come back to her. So that's why she didn't write anything negative in her journal. (laughs) I'm sorry, but if you actually keep a journal, you write what's on your mind. It's the best therapy. Like, yeah, I write everything happy, everything negative. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like questioning, like my ex and his narcissistic behavior, I definitely wrote the negative and the positive of what we did. And you always do it, no matter what. Yeah. Even if you don't, yeah, if you can't bring yourself to write it out, there would be like, like a small little bad day with tea or something like that. There would be something in there. If she yep. kept this this journal so, like, anyways, that's just my my view on it. Yeah. Um. So then Martinez goes to the night of the murder. And he shows Jody the pictures of the crime Travis's scene? body. Yes. Okay. He shows her the pictures of the crime scene. She completely breaks down when she sees these pictures. Uh, he got her to say, you know, his throat is slit. Is Did you do that? Are you the one that did that? And she's like, yes, I did that. And he said he was stabbed 27 times, primarily in the back. Did you do that? And she's like, yes, I did that. Again, in the back. Which she's going for the self-defense. So, yes, yes she would agree and to that. And you shot him in the head. And she's like, yes, I shot him in the, in the head. So she admitted to all of this. Yeah. Jody was on the stand for 18 days before both sides began their closing arguments. 18 <laughs> days. Holy shit. Yeah. Whew. The closing arguments, prosecutors went through all of the gory details and then pointed out how she was even dragging Travis's name through the mud by lying. He yeah. also had, because the amount of time it took for the attack to begin and Travis to die was two minutes, which doesn't seem okay. like a lot, but he had everybody in the courtroom sit in silence for a full two minutes so they could yeah. see that in that moment when you know that this horrible attack is happening that's how long it went on for, how how this just fury of violence happened in that amount of time. Yeah. Kirk Nurmi, in his closing remarks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. It's Every hard to say. <laughs> um, he said to the jury, you don't have to like Jody. I don't even like her most days. He actually said this. I don't even like her most days. <laughs> that doesn't make her guilty. She's guilty of manslaughter and nothing more. Well, that it was up to the jury, and it took them four days to come back with a verdict. The state of Arizona found her guilty of first-degree murder. Yeah. Minutes after the verdict was read, 
Jody gave an interview to Fox News. Of course. Minutes, minutes afterwards. She asked for the death penalty because it would grant her freedom. (laughs) Two weeks later was the sentencing. Yeah. And this is when Travis's friends and family got to speak. They said how much he meant to them. Um, his grandma, who he loved, that took him in, um, her her health took a really bad turn after Travis's death, the, the, her age and the stress of it all, yeah. and she actually passed away before the trial even began. Oh. It was just, yeah, their family was in really rough shape. Then they let Jody speak. Girl, girl, I need, I need you to prepare for what I'm about to tell you, okay? I need all you to right. prepare yourself for this. Jody gets up and says that she designed a t-shirt that says survivor on it and that 100% of the proceeds for these shirts will go to victims of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> uh-huh. She stood no. up and made a fucking commercial for merchandise in that moment. <laughs> no. She's the worst. She is the worst. Um Absolutely she just the worst. Yeah. She does have a little bit of a change in, of heart at this point though because remember she was like death would free me. Well now she was saying She's pleading for her life on behalf of her family. And she's like, they've been through so much already. Just please don't, don't, don't take me away from them. That's too much on them. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're worried about your family? (laughs) Okay, so three days later, a mistrial is called because... The jury on her sentencing trial, they couldn't, this is where they're they're trying to decide if she's going to have life in prison or if she's going to get the death penalty. First first time, okay. it was a mistrial. They, they couldn't decide. They could not all unanimously say death penalty. It was split. Yes or no. Mistrial okay. was called. Yeah. So they have to have the sen- sentencing trial again. Another year goes by before they can get back into the courtroom for this. Six days of deliberation. Speech of (laughs) no, not this time. Okay, (laughs) this time I design scrunchies. If anybody wants to buy a scrunchie, no. (laughs) Yeah, her own cosmetics line, narcissist beauty. Jail palette. Okay. Jail palette. They're all shades of gray. <laughs> and orange, because orange is the new black. And orange. Yeah. Okay, so the, the the retrial, six days of deliberation, and then the jury comes back and says that they are hung, that they can't come to a verdict either. Again? Yes. So under the law of prosecution in Arizona, you only get two shots at the death penalty so that was by their law that was off the table yeah 
So instead, she got life in prison with no possibility of parole. Okay. And that is where she is to this day, is still rotting away in a little cell somewhere. Yes, she's in a little cell in jail. She gets fan mail all the time from... What is it with the fan mail? I don't know. She has guys writing to her all the time. I'm sure she has a boyfriend because you know she does. Probably. And that's, that is Jody Arias. And I got to say, I'm really glad for this one to be done because I spent so much time on this woman who just wants people to pay attention to her. So yeah. like researching this, I felt like I was giving her what she wanted. And I'm like, right. <laughs> right. <sighs> so what do you think? I think that she definitely needs to just rot. Mm-hmm. Like, not even an ounce of remorse at all. Never. Never. Nope. Like, never ugh. once said to his family, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. Never once. Yeah. Like, it's just sad. Like, all around, it's just bad. Yeah. He was only 30. Yeah. He, he had a lot going for him. Granted, yeah. he wasn't perfect. He was... No. But none of us are. Absolutely not. He didn't He didn't deserve to die for being no. a fuckboy. I mean... <laughs> no. He could have turned his life grow around. <laughs> Fuckboys grow up. They meet the right yeah. girl. They grow up. Yep. Sometimes. Some don't. <laughs> some don't at all. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> But then they reach an age where it's like that it's just skeevy. Oh yeah. No, I mean it's always kind of skeevy. Yeah, it is. It is. But when you get into like your forties and fifties and sixties, it's like you're the dude at the end of the you're the dude at the end of the bar that's making eyes at girls and they're like, easy grandpa. Right. No, no. You're not gonna talk (laughs) your way into my pants, thank you. No. That's where oh, you hold goodness. up the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Married. Yeah. It's it's there. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have for you. Oh, we do need to remind people again about our tip jar. Yes. It's oh, you have the link mimesis.captivate.fm slash support. That's if you're a fan of the show and just want to contribute in some way, we appreciate you. Yes. Other ways you can contribute is listening giving us reviews and uh, suggesting us to your friends. Yeah. That's it. And we are number 48 out of a hundred for best podcast and film. Oh my gosh. That's cool. Yeah. Let's see if we can get that number up there higher. Yeah. Yeah, Let's let's get it to like number one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I do have to say, because I know we didn't do a lot of small talk at the beginning of this episode, but um, as of this moment, everyone who's listening knows that Once Upon a Book is right around the corner. Yes. As of this moment, I have ordered everything that I need (laughs) for Once Upon a Book. Yay. (gasps) I have not. Yeah. Well, I hadn't even ordered my books. It's a book event, and I had not ordered my books. (laughs) Are you shipping them to me? Um, I'm not because um, I had the books for my book boxes. Oh, okay. So 
uh, I needed, I needed like 70 of them here and then the rest I would take. And the shipping is really expensive. So I didn't want to pay the shipping twice. It was like a hundred bucks for shipping. I didn't want to pay that. We have enough room in the car to drive up here. Yeah. We're renting a minivan. There'll be plenty of room. I always thought I never wanted to have a minivan. So (laughs) now you get to experience the the minivan, minivan, (laughs) minivan life. (laughs) We did not rent a minivan. That is illegal. Um, (laughs) It is a minivan that we rented. Yeah. Yeah. I have not ordered my costume yet. Oh. I don't even know what I'm going as. Do you know what you're going to wear? No. (laughs) We discussed a few, but I'm still, like, really torn. Does Emma know what she's going to do? Yeah. Emma's going as a teenager. A teenager? She's going as Emma as a teenager. (gasps) Oh, cute! (laughs) I love that! Uh That's perfect. Yep. That's perfect. (laughs) I was like, I love you. That's so cute. She's going as Emma. Yeah. Yep. Um, Elliot is going as Joey in his white cowboy outfit when he's spraying the cologne. <laughs> yes. I ordered that today. Uh, Jay is going as Hugsy, the bedtime penguin pal. Awesome. And Maddie is going as uh, Chandler in the 80s with his flock of seagulls hairdo. I love it so much. And I... I'm... I'm you have to I'm let it be wearing, a surprise. I'm yes, but I will say I'm wearing one of Rachel's infamous looks. I was going to do a silly costume, but then this being the last year of OUAB, I was like, "You're not doing the underwear it. in the." I'm not doing that anymore. Oh man, <laughs> I'm not. And you know why? Because I tried the dress on, and it was so freaking itchy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "No, I can't do it." <laughs> no. So I I found something else that I'm going to wear. And some people might not even recognize it as one of her looks, but I've been obsessed with it since I first saw it. So I had to have it. I probably, I think I know which one it is. Okay, message me and I'll tell you if you're right. Okay. If you're right, I'll show you a picture of it (laughs) because I have a picture of it saved to my phone. (laughs) Okay. And you can text me your ideas and we will will brainstorm your costume. Yeah, we will do that. Okay. All right. So next week, I'm going to be talking about the show or the movie Catch Me If You Can. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Which, honestly, this one might end up as a two part two because there is so much about this man. Oh, yeah. He was he was a wily one. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Until next time. bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Mimesis. If you enjoy this podcast, by all means, tell your friends about it and give us a review on whatever platform you listen on. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.